0: In the musical Rent, on a dark stage, under the wash of a single spotlight, Roger sings, glory. Find one song to redeem this empty life, a song about love, glory. This morning, our liturgy highlights the language of Christ the King, Christ as King. Today's text helps us to see that imagery. The Son of Man, now King, will sit on a throne, actually the throne of glory. Imagine God's brilliance beaming light, a light that shines in the darkness on a Savior who commands respect. But also imagine radiance that illumines all that needs to be revealed, shining a light into the darkest corner where Christ, love and justice and mercy is needed. Christ the King Sunday is the day the church acknowledges and affirms the universal and eternal rule and reign of Christ as Lord, Jesus who is the King and ruler of all creation. It's a Sunday when we hold the tension between anticipating this seemingly far off time of Christ's eventual return and acknowledging the truth that Christ rules our lives every day. God's kingdom, the already and the not yet. And Christ calls us to serve him today, to see where we are called to serve in Christ's light. Just this morning in Wade into worship, Miss Marjorie modeled this light on the table in the TK Young Room. She lit one candle as the Christ candle, and then she pulled up a pillar candle and she lit that candle from the Christ candle, and she lit a pillar candle for each person that was weighed into worship this morning. What Miss Marjorie showed us is how Christ light grows when it is shared. Every day, every day gives each of us an opportunity to take on the humanity of another in Christ's radiance. To say Jesus is Lord of all means we don't wanna be known as the perpetrators or as spectators of suffering and pain. We want to be partners with Christ's mercy, love, and justice. Or I could say, using today's scripture imagery, we want to be the sheep, seeing things that need to be seen, especially the least of these, and serving to relieve suffering with Christ's love. We long to represent Christ's glory with a song of redemption, a song of love, that our very lives might reveal the light of Christ's love. Really? Who wants to be the goat? Not seeing things like those who are hurting and suffering? Blind to the pain of suffering and the reality that it exists in every day? Who wants to be the goat to miss the mark of where Christ is calling us to serve? who wants to be judged with the devil and his angels that the devil has angels and doomed to some eternal punishment? I don't want to be. In the novel Cutting for Stone one of the characters is a teaching surgeon and he places his hand on a frightened patient who is fighting him. And he says, don't worry, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And coming out of that situation, that combative patient, the teacher of medical students turns and he asks his students, what treatment is offered by ear in a critical emergency? And the answer to the teacher's question is words of comfort. When we are like sheep and we find ourselves in presence of pain and suffering, we're called to say, I see you, we see you, and the light of Jesus Christ sees you. We offer the brilliance, the glory of the Lord in those spaces. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ's light finds a way through us. At one of the first pride parades in which Idlewild marched, it poured down rain. Our group waited under Idlewild umbrellas And a young woman that was standing at a distance looked at me and she caught my eye. And she obviously had noticed the emblem of Idlewild on the umbrella, the logo, the church logo on the umbrella. And she shook her head and she said, I don't do church anymore. Tell me more. It's simple. I got tired of the preacher telling me I am worthless. I had a choice, I could choose life and leave church, or keep coming back and hear how worthless I was. It was killing me, so I decided to leave the church instead of dying. Her experience of Christ through the witness of the church and her people had not revealed a brilliance, but instead cast an even harsher shadow. Our judgment is oft misplaced and separates one from another. Judgment belongs to God. Our task is not to separate one from another, but to see and to shine Christ's light, glory. That young woman's painful story about church hurt Ask us, to examine and to claim our identity as Christians, to know who we are because we profess faith in a risen Christ who is Lord and ruler of all. I see you. We see you. The light sees you. A year ago, a group of people gathered in Montgomery Hall to watch a documentary film, Locked in a Box. The evening was the launch of a year-long discernment period for the church, for Idlewild to study the topic of immigration and to discern a faithful response for the church. The film traced the lives of several who had fled from their homelands in search of safety and freedom, and these refugees ended up in for-profit prisons in a system run by Immigration Customs and Enforcement. The story told was not a new one. Christ speaks for the marginalized throughout the gospel, maybe no more so than in today's text. The gospel of Jesus Christ, who is Lord and ruler of all creation, shines a light into these places and asks of us, whose will you be? Conversations about immigration continued throughout the church year. A small group traveled to the border to gather stories and to experience life at the border. It was not a trip for the faint of heart. It was an encounter with those who had been entangled in the pain and suffering of being a refugee or immigrant seeking asylum. The film, the study, the travel, the conversations, the encounters, and primarily through the prayers, has led to the Wild session endorsing a new outreach ministry, No Longer Strangers which has five very specific actions for discipleship. Today at five o'clock, the group will present this ministry to the congregation. And this new ministry will help us as the church say in very specific ways, I see you, we see you, the light sees you. Christ the King desires that we live in unity, and when we take on the suffering of another, their hunger, their thirst, their loneliness, their fear, we take on their humanity. I see you. We see you. The light sees you. Years ago, gathered in this Northex before an 11 o'clock service, a young boy stood proudly in his blue sports coat and his khaki pants ironed, and he stood at the back doors of the sanctuary. It was the first Sunday in Advent, and he was waiting to bring the Christ candle down the aisle. We'd put a little tea light into a small glass container that morning to best fit the shape of his hands, a practical, a technical detail. I bent down to ask him before he started his way if he was ready and if he had any questions that morning. And he looked up at me and he asked, why is this light so small? Why is this light so small? It was as if he'd been listening intensely on Christ the King Sunday the week before. This young boy knew about Christ's love and the lordship of Christ. He knew that Christ's love should burn large and bright. And this young boy knew an intimate truth that Christ love has the power to put light into the most broken and vulnerable places in our lives. And sometimes that is right in the middle of a church aisle and a congregation gathered full, or maybe not so full, of people. A young woman hurt by the church said, I decided to leave instead of die. A young boy's question, why is this light so small? Those responses point us to the already but the not yet, and they reveal for us an awareness of Christ calling upon our lives, especially our life in the world today. Glory, I see you, we see you, the light sees you. To God be all glory, now and forever. Amen.